The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, available only on the next generation GMC Sierra SLT, AT4, and Denali models, to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6-liter .6 V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid-size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing, go professional grade. Step up to GMC and get 20% below MSRP on next generation 2019 GMC Sierra Double Cab and SLE Crew Cab models with a traditional tailgate. We are professional grade, GMC. Offer includes price reduction below MSRP and purchase allowance. Not available with special financing lease and some other offers. Take retail delivery by 9319. See participating dealer for details. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. Sitting here, Frederica, this is my favorite cottage. I've stayed here a couple times. Great group around us. Got a couple juniors that are in town working with us. We got John Gall from Mobile, Alabama, and we got Nathan Jolly from Arkansas. He's pretty loud, so you got to watch him. But anyways, I'm just kidding. And then we've got uh, TJ McGovern, who, if you don't know TJ and you listen to the podcast, you should, because he's the guy that gives us all the Vineyard Vines free shit to give away, right? But he's also he's also one of my good friends. He's a huge supporter of the Dew Sweepers and of Vineyard Vines. So, TJ, thanks for all you do for us. Thank you, Tony. Glad to be here. Absolutely. It's been fun, and we've gone out, and we've had a good dinner here on the island. And, and to my left is Jackson Court. Jackson, you're becoming a regular here now, doing a great job over here, getting started here at Frederica and teaching a bunch of good players in your own right. And then the, the gentleman, and I use that term loosely, that I want to focus on this evening here is Brad Gale, and I think all of us, we all said this this evening, one of the best podcasts, if not the best that we've done so far in this entire first season is the sit down that you and I did, which you kind of gave us your background and you took us through, you know, you took us through being recruited, you know, how coach watched you hit balls mm -hmm. and, and then how you ended up at Oak State and then getting your teeth kicked in a little bit to play in professional golf and, and your desire and then playing with Ricky and Justin and Tom, all these guys down there and where you are. And so I, I thought it'd be cool to kind of give an update because at the last time we got together, it was before you went to China. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was yeah. one of our first, it was one of our first episodes. Yeah. So let's talk about China. We're going to talk a little bit with Brad Gale about going to China. And I think it's going to be interesting. And TJ, don't, don't worry. You can chime in on anything that you want to talk about that has to do with clothing over there. Yeah, I might chime in on something else. Who knows? Yeah, um, no, the, the square table. Anyone can chime yeah, in. The square, time. yeah, the square. <laughs> guys, so, the square table. But uh, so you got the opportunity, yeah, to go over to China. Mm -hmm. I've said to all these guys before. I know, I know, Jackson and TJ. Are like one of the things that I've always respected about you is that, like, if you get the chance to go play somewhere, you'll pack your shit, you'll get on a plane, 
and you'll go play if it means a chance yeah. for you to get better. Yeah. And I think we've all been around tour players. <clears throat> we've all been around guys that are good. Man, the tours of the world are filled with people that think they're too good to go play somewhere or that that's not going to help them. And to me, it's refreshing that you're not one of those guys. And I think that's yeah. why, like, this weekend, everybody, one, you're a great player, but everybody's pitching. Everybody loves having you because, like, you're not one of those guys. Like, hey, if I told you right now there was an opportunity to earn your PGA Tour card in Switzerland, but you had to be there at 11 o'clock tee off tomorrow, you'd be like the Tasmanian devil <laughs> going out that door, yeah, right, and yeah. be flying to Switzerland. I mean, I, you know, so uh, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about China, your experiences there, yeah. why you think it's important. Well, I, it's, I think first and foremost this year was just kind of a sacrifice, I mean, to really go and commit to playing that tour because you got to go give up, I mean, months at a time where you're traveling because not only you got the two weeks when you're there, but the week when you're back, you're not really back because the jet lag. So it all kind of, it really takes time out of what you're doing in your personal life and seeing family. I haven't been able to see my family this much this year. So Heck, we've only worked a few I, times. I, I think we've done yeah. more work by video and I'm yeah. going to get to that in a little bit, but we'll keep going with that. I think that's a good point. Yeah. It's just, it was a sacrifice. And, and, and I think what it did because I, I got, I wouldn't say I was ever comfortable playing Latin American events, but I got, why to, weren't you comfortable? Why wasn't I? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, well, because I wasn't where I wanted to be. But I'm, but what I'm saying is when I went to China, I kind of broke out of, cause I still had status in Latin America, mm-hmm. but it, but I wasn't getting to where I wanted to go. And so China was like, okay, let me go try this. I know it's a sacrifice. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, but the courses and the way I've heard the setup is over there might cater to how I play golf. And that's keeping the ball in front of me and driving it straight. So that was the whole basis of the decision to go there. So then I went and, you know, we're, we've got four events left in the season, and I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot mm-hmm. to graduate that tour, which is what you want to do right. in my shoes, and that's the, and that's the goal is to get to the next level. You've had I should know this because I get a bottle of wine for every top. Five. <laughs> yeah, two I, for a top five. So yeah, I just made that rule up. So I'm it's about right though. But, uh, it's pretty close. So anyways, yeah. Um, so anyways, you've had I think I've had five or six top tens ten. this year. Played some and really good golf. Three or four three top five. So I've been close and we've got four more events left. And I feel like with what we've done, it's just setting me up. I would like to finish the year strong over there and just keep creating those opportunities. But yeah, it's been tough, but it's been so rewarding to actually make that jump, knowing that I still could have played Latin America and gone to Jamaica and all these great places, knowing the courses, but, but doing this, which was way out of my comfort zone, way out of it. And just seeing somewhat some good results. So I, that's been kind of a huge confidence builder for me, not just in this tour this year, but going forward into next year and then hopefully the next year and just keep going. So, TJ, you work for the Golf Channel. Yep. You're at Vineyard Vines now. I mean, other than keeping me looking good, which is a full-time job, but full-time. You've, seen, you've seen lots of folks out there. But, like, he keeps mentioning comfort zone. And I think it's interesting, like, from my perspective, I think that's something that young guys could get better at is that stepping outside their comfort zone. And we've talked about, you know, we've talked about players we know, Tom, yeah. right? Like yeah. going to Europe, 
I think sometimes guys like yourself stepping outside your comfort yeah. zone yeah. and making yourself uncomfortable is a really good thing. You've seen lots one, of good players. The one thing that I've seen from my time, whether Golf Channel or, or, or just around the tour, walking the range, and we were kind of talking about it tonight at dinner, was everybody has their own way of doing things, and you got to find the right way that works for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, you can't also just get yourself into a rut. You can't get yourself doing the same thing over and over again because you're just going through the motion. Emotions you're not going, you're not yeah. doing something with a purpose. And I think when you kind of step outside that comfort zone, you end up like feeling uncomfortable, which mm. leads you to work harder, to focus more, to turn it on yeah. and to really look at it. Cause you don't want to get up and just go through motions. Going through motions isn't going to make you better. Yeah. And I think we talked about that at dinner of just like, what's the difference between practicing for 15 minutes or 45 minutes? Yeah. The backstory on that was Tom, I was talking to Tom about a putt that I hit in one of the tournaments who was coming down the stretch, something that mattered. And I said, this is what, cause I, I lean on Tom Lovelady quite a bit. Cause you know, we have the same coach in you and, and he's a great resource. And so we talked, I kind of was talking through the, the putt and, and, and how it went down. And I was like, yeah, I did this. I went through the motions and I hit the putt and it, and it didn't do this. And, and he's like, well, that's the problem right there is you went through the motions because there's a difference in, you know, taking your two practice strokes, grabbing the putter once and getting up and hitting it rather than finding your feel, getting your line, picking your spot, committing. I think there, there's a huge difference in those two sentences. And so when we talk but through on face that, value, normal yeah. person would not hear a difference mm-hmm. in that. But if you're if you're trying to play the game at a good level, yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, it made and it made it it clicked. It made sense. And and back to the comfort zone thing, I think that's like a huge thing with Tom. You know, the the European Q school is huge because it's getting him. We're going over there, and then you got to go do your thing over there. The tour coach here. We've got the best sponsors in the entire world, and one of them. The folks at Vineyard Vines take the best care of me that anybody in the world could. Always going above and beyond to make sure I've got the best apparel out there as well as the best product and the best looking gear for me and all of my junior golfers and all the dew sweepers out there. And so now we want to share the love with those of you that like the Tour Coach podcast. So each and every week we're going to start a contest and we're going to draw a winner for a couple of hundred dollar gift cards where you can go online and get you some great looking Vineyard Vines golf. All you have to do is listen to the Tour Coach podcast and then go on Twitter and tweet me at Golf and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag Tour Coach, and put one of whatever is your favorite part of the Tour Coach podcast. You can do the same thing on Instagram. Go on Instagram, take a picture of the Tour Coach podcast, put what your favorite part of it is, and then just tag me at the Dew Sweeper and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag Tour Coach, and we'll do a drawing each week, and you can be the lucky winner of some Vineyard Vines gear. I always look at the developmental tours as trying to prepare you for the PGA Tour. You're right, yeah. And we've, we talked about this the other day. Like, the golf courses are harder on the PGA Tour than they are on the web. Like, yeah. You know, and on the web, you can kind of blow it anywhere a little bit. It's a driver and a wedge game. Yeah. And I think that that's one reason that I've always believed mm-hmm. that when you get to the PGA Tour, and I say when because I believe you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to find success. Because I think the PGA Tour, I mean, they put all the stats. I've no doubt distance is a factor. But the golf courses are by far harder on the PGA Tour from driving accuracy and having to play. Yeah. 
than they are on the web or the, you know, I don't know, yeah. in Latin or, you know, I think Canada does a little bit more demanding off. The it is. Yeah. It, and I've played a couple events up there and you're right. And I think that it's all about, I've said this, you know, and again, I haven't played a PJ tour event, so I don't know what it can be like, but I, I can imagine it's, it's still golf at the end of the day. And I'm, my education on these mini tours if, as such as Latin and Canada and China has, I, I feel like I've gotten the full boat because it's, I've played some wide open tournaments and I've played golf, you know, in Rio, we played the Olympic course and that's just one of the best tests of golf I've ever played. And then, and then China's kind of been the most narrow golf I've ever played. So it's, and I've talked about this in the last podcast. I don't ever think of it as a burden to play a mini tour. I think of it as an opportunity to take a little more knowledge to somewhere that I want to go and where I want to go is the PJ tour and stay there and win there. How and, often have you heard people that, that act like it's a burden to go play? Well, it's lot. not, but it's not, but I say that not because it came naturally because it's not easy. I mean, it, it's really not, but it took practice, but it, but I, but I believe that and, and it took time to believe that, but, it, but it's, that's the lesson in itself mm-hmm. because I think that, I think those are the guys like Brooks. Brooks played the challenge tour for over a year. And countries I, I can't even pronounce. And he took that same confidence because he played great over there and then got his Euro card and then came over here and doing. So the guys that have seen Brooks and what he did on the challenge tour are not surprised what he's doing here because he took those lessons in all the challenge tour events and the Euro events and he just brought them here and he's doing his thing. And that's I just I look at examples like that because those are the guys that are really making moves in the game. Yeah. And I, and I apply it to these kids. Like take a guy like Nathan who's played some junior college golf, played down in coastal Alabama, and now he's in Arkansas. Like golf is golf, right? Mm-hmm. And so go play the schedule you got and figure out and learn from it and learn to beat the people in front of you. Yeah. John, same thing in, in Mobile, Alabama, playing SJGT and worked hard. Now he's going to have a championship to play college. Like people get where they think they should be someplace else. But yeah. like learn from the situation you're in. And go beat the people in front of you. So I was, I think it, I consider myself a little bit lucky today to spend my time with like all day. And you're the you only know, one, but okay. Probably. But like, but the, the one thing I can take away from knowing you for a very short amount of time, but is he needs, the way. He needs non cotton shirts. <laughs> We're making it uh, is, No, but in all seriousness, is his view on things. He's, he has such a positive view. And, you know, he looks at every opportunity as a way to learn and a way to grow. And it's not a burden and it's not troublesome and it's not a negative and it's not more trouble than it's worth. And he takes what he's what he's doing as as a building block. Yeah. And like it's a super positive way to think about it. And in this game, you need to be positive because there's so many ways to kick yourself Go and, and, yeah. and knock yourself down. Yeah. A bad shot, a bad swing, a bad round, a whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I truly like enjoy hearing you speak oh, to it yeah. because you're you're actually like embracing everything that you're doing. Yeah, and and, and I at first I appreciate that, but and I think it's great for the kids yeah. you know that no. are here to learn that because yeah. it, it it doesn't matter. You go out and shoot eighty one day or you know eighty five. You're learn something from that round. Yeah, but, but like yeah. take take okay. So he's on the business side, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on the business side as far as a teacher, right? 
like there's lots of folks chasing their dream like you and these two guys want to chase their dream like how much more likely and how much more do folks on the business side want to help a guy who is refreshing like this versus somebody that feels it's a burden to go play where they got to go play Without a doubt. Or, I mean, it's like, that's what's cool about him. Yeah. And I, that's why I put exactly. him on the podcast the first time. That's why the first time he called me, I was in I was in the parking lot at Spyglass at Pebble Beach playing in the Shrixon event. And he calls me. And, like, I was like, dude, I'm going to help this guy. Like, you can't not want to help Brad Gale if he talks to you. 100%. He's going to pack up and go wherever he needs to play. And I told this story to these. You may have heard it today. But, like, he's driven from Jupiter, Florida to Mobile, Alabama, slept on a couch to work for two hours, play nine holes, turn around, drive back to fly to China because that's what he needed to get better. Yeah. yeah. Like if if everybody had that approach. Wow. Yeah. But and not everybody will, but like that's that's a lesson. To me that's a lesson. Yeah. And we talked about this. It's not it's it's different for every guy. This is my path. This is my journey. I'm comfortable in it and I I own it and it's funny when you told that story the other night, the guy looked at me and he's like, wow, that's so cool. And I just looked back and I said, I did, I don't have a choice. This is what I got to do. If I was that talented, I'd be out there. But, you know, but you are, but extremely I extremely talented. Yeah. And, but this is what I got to do. And it, it, but I think the kicker and what, you know, you guys can learn is it wasn't something that happened overnight. Like I really had to work on enjoying the lessons. And that, because it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're in, you know, Buenos Aires after three Latin events and you've missed every cut because you had to square your grip, like we talked about. That's not fun. He was very pissed at It's me. not fun. <laughs> but, but if you just keep knocking, you keep kind of going, you keep building, all of a sudden you're going to go, okay, I finished 17th this week. Okay, my, you know, I might have made, you know, three grand and still lost money for the week. But okay, we did it again. And then I finished fourth in that next event. But it's a learned thing. And it, it, it wasn't easy learning that lesson because I really had to go through it to be like, okay, there's beauty in kind of these miscuts. There's beauty in the fact that I'm going to China and learning these lessons. And I think I could take these to, you know, the PJ Tour and, and, and winning out there. let's talk about the golf instructor side like mm -hmm. so it's been it's been interesting because like so i've had a bunch of juniors you know we've taught a bunch of good young players and the tendency is like oh if they can't see you right away they they want to go find somebody else right or they everybody's into this like they got to have it right now i mean you're in china yeah. if you start to hit it bad <laughs> the odds that me and you meet at a driving range in Beijing aren't very good, right? You had to, we had to learn to work and be committed to what you do yeah. without being able to see each other. Yeah, and I think no, that yeah. aside from the, the playing aspect, it's been great for you for developing your golf swing and figuring out how to play. Like you've stayed on the four things that three things that we're trying to do I don't know how many thousands of miles away it is, Ooh. how many hours away. I mean, and the other part is like, it's hard for us to communicate because like you're in a different time zone. Like, it's like when you're four beers in, like, <laughs> on, on I mean, a, on a Sunday night, it, like I'm, I'm trying to get old of you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like one morning he called and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, right. I swear to God. And, like, I, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but like, so, 
But be, the, but that the difficulty in communication was good for you. Yeah, it was. It made you learn it was. to embra- not only embrace. I mean, you've always embraced your journey, but like it made you even more to me buy in what you're working on. Like you're like, and like you'd send these videos, and before I'd even reply, because it's like four in the morning, right, or two That's, in the morning. I forgot about that. You're right. So he'd send a video, yeah. and before I'd wake up to analyze the first one, he'd send another one and goes. You're right. Like, I didn't even answer the first <laughs> I, one, right? That, that's happened multiple that, times. You're right. I think I need to get the club more out here and do this, right? Like, you're, I didn't even yeah. answer. I mean, yeah. dude, I was sleeping. <laughs> right? So That's happened more than once. More than once. More than right? once. But, like, it's about being – so I think that, that – but I think it's a great lesson for people. And, like, that's kind of the whole point of this podcast. Like, you don't need somebody there every minute. You got to take ownership of what you do. Yeah. You got to be committed to what you do. And you got to believe in what you do. And just like I'm not a pro, not on any tour. I play, you know, I I play and I played in college, but he's going to be your jingle bell partner. Jingle we just announced it tonight. Bell, so it's we a announced big it tonight. Yeah, it's, it's a big. I deal. mean, that's huge. It's for, huge. That's huge for you, obviously. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I, Mark you know, but like, but I think one of the underlying things we're talking about here is the technology. Mm-hmm. Being able to take your phone and look at your swing, like we just pulled up a phone and a video of something, and like looked at a swing and like analyze it like yeah from it's, it's an amazing thing now you know and i'm not that old definitely younger than you but like when easy cow when i was but when i was in like middle school high school like i didn't have a video i'm on the same phone. age as Shaq. yeah to, we it, talked about that tonight. <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. it's amazing that you're in china and you're you know you're in alabama and you're able to go through and and connect and it's talk a about resource that you look have at. to take advantage of you got it and that's what's it's been great that we've been able to well more so me communicating with myself on the text thread <laughs> but we've we've communicated and it's helped well i mean if you think about it today we spent 10 minutes into the into working not even we five minutes and i said all right look, i'm good i gotta go I gotta go right. over here. And work you went, on it. you chipped and putt, did it, and did it, and then you came back, and uh, worked we worked some more, more, right? Yeah, and, and it like, was. I think I think folks get this idea that they need this huge blocks of time, and they need immediate access to everything. Like I think, like sometimes you need little bits of information and time to process it. Yeah, I said to a tour player recently. I mean, sometimes you just need to grow a set of balls and suck it up, own it, and go work on it yourself. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you know what we're not going to give you the answer. Yeah, and I mean I can't give I you think, the answer. Like sometimes, like you just got to go. Like you got to. Sometimes you just got to go figure it out. Someone told me this once, and it and it's. I don't think it's ever. I've ever found it not true, and because you see a lot of guys on tour that have different schedules of what they do. You got Brooks saying, "I don't practice." You know, but what I don't think people he does realize. More than people think probably. Well, yeah, that's true. But at some point in everyone's life, they were at the golf course from dawn to dusk. Like they were there, and they they're they're working their tail off. At some point in their life, they spent a year, two years, three years in the dirt working on it by themselves, learning themselves, and that's what laid their foundation. It doesn't matter if it's at twenty. Doesn't matter if it's at ten, fifteen years old. At some point. A player, I think, that really progresses finds a way to take ownership in what they do. And then the little bits of information that coaches and everyone provide, which takes that from that player that spent dawn to dusk every day, that's what kind of 
in my opinion, lays the foundation for like someone that really owns their stuff. Jackson, what you think about that? That was good. And I think more juniors need to hear that. Somebody told me that once and I've never found it not true because I could, I, and I know in my life where I can was when I first moved to Jupiter, I was picking range balls and I was living with Daniel Berger because Daniel is a stud and I was picking range balls and we lived together and at the same course, he would, he would play there and I would pick range balls in the morning and then we'd go play in the afternoon and he would kick my ass. And I, and I just hate, I hated it. I, and I liked Daniel a lot, but I hated losing to him. I I hate it. And he's on the PGA Tour. I mean, that he's a stud. But in my life, that was the time. I mean, Oklahoma State was amazing and, and all that good stuff. But that, when I got a job picking range balls and valeting cars, I can, I can point and say, okay, Don, this guy works so hard to lay the foundation of where I think I can go. Can so, it, like, I think for the kids here, like, it's a really good point that, like, the expectation isn't on your teacher to tell you everything. The expectation isn't on the teacher to to fix everything. The expectation is the teacher is going to give you a nugget or two, a thought, a swing thought, and it's on you to go and go and hone that thought. Yeah. You know, because it it's a progression that you can't go in to a lesson and in one hour go from shooting eighty to sixty five. You're going to get a swing thought. You're going to walk away with one thought to go and say, all right, let me work on that. Let me shorten up my backswing a little bit. Let me stay a little bit tighter. And you're going to work on that. And then when you come back for the next lesson, then you're going to get another nugget. And you're going to work on that. And it's the progression of teaching. And I think there's this... That's that's spot on. Well, I think think that, like, I, I had a talk with a parent today. And, you know, I said, like, you can't bring somebody to a lesson and it be every time you come to a lesson, it's like, oh, he's hitting his shitty. You got to fix him. Yeah. Right. Like, well, six weeks ago, you were playing great and we were working on this. What's wrong with working on those, th- still working on those things, right? Yeah. Heck, heck wrong. Right. So, like, <laughs> um, like when you find the recipe for success, yeah. like, keep doing it. And I think that's what good players do. You, you're around so many of them. Like, right. And and I made this comment. I said it to a couple of y'all. I think you've heard it, John. Like, yeah, everybody knows I'm a big Justin Thomas fan, right? Like a huge fan of JT, right? Watched him in college. Like if you peruse, it's a big word for me. If you peruse his Instagram and you go back over the past two years, other than the social stuff, he's got the same four or five things he does on the golf course every damn time. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. So, like, I work with Lucas Glover. I work with a bunch of guys. Brad, mm-hmm. like, each player, we have the same two or three things that we do every time we work. Mm-hmm. And yet these kids that are searching come to you, and every time they come, they want something different. Like, but that's not how the best players in the world work. Yeah. Like, you you and I have been working on basically two or three things since that phone call when I was in the parking lot at Spyglass. I can tell you just, like, one, two, three. Right? And, and, and you give you better at them, and sometimes yeah. we focus more on one or more of the other. But it's and, the same shit. And it's but I think what's key in that too is we've talked about things that didn't work. Mm-hmm. At one point, we wanted the club a little bit more behind me, and and I remember I hit a couple of shots, and I said, "T, I can't do that." No, that's and you good. go, "All right, we'll do it this way." And it, and that was the end of the conversation. So it's not not okay to try and get to do something a little new. But I think what's What's not okay is to expect it every time you go try and work. Well, and that doesn't make any sense. And to go to a teacher 
and ask him for something and to make three swings with it and say it's not going to work, especially if you're a junior golfer when you don't have any real experience, oh, is asinine, right? Crazy. And so, but, like, also, I'm big on believing that, like, if you're a golfer, you're the CEO of Brad Gale Golf. I mean, you're, you own it. Yeah. It's your life. It's your yeah. business. No, it, you're ultimately in charge of it. And so if you say, D, we're not going to go that direction, mm-hmm. okay, we're not going to do it. Now, I may not yeah. like it, but my job's to find another route to get you where we're trying to go. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and I think a lot of teachers, I think we make false assumptions in that our first thoughts are what we believe is the only way to get to a place. And I think we got to remember that the players are the CEOs are the ones that hit the shots. And, and, you know, ultimately you guys are the ones that make the decisions. And if you don't believe in what we're telling you, we're screwed anyways. I will say the best moves we've made as far as my golf swing and my game is when I just had complete trust in what you're saying. So you mean there's times you didn't? Well, yeah, I just said that the club behind me, I couldn't hit a golf shot from there. Yeah, but, but that was during my dark days. Hold <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, on, you gave me this tip of advice about 10 minutes after that, so I don't know. Yeah, I quit drinking that week. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but no, the club face, when when you you said, you called me, you're like, hey, you better square that club face, otherwise I can't teach you anymore. And that's when I was like, all right, I got to do this. And I hammered out, and it took like, Three months, but it didn't it take was, three months. But it was, uh, I mean, that's I like stuff like that because I like that it shows the give and take of what. But you like the challenge, do you? Like oh, when I said yeah, yeah, I you need like, to square the club face up, or I can't help you. And I said to you, you were in a tournament, you were in Jamaica, I think, mm-hmm. and they were shitty range balls. I remember oh, that because like, I asked you how you went afterwards, and you said I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I said, how was it? He was like, I couldn't tell. I thought they were solid, but I mean, I couldn't tell. Balls, <laughs> it was a, it's balls a three wood. I got it right here. So if you want to be a pro, playing <laughs> mini tours and professional tours isn't always glamorous. They're not, always, so they're not always new shrink suns and titles. No, so, it's, it's taking your nugget and it's going to work on it. It's exactly. Going, and, it's, and it's getting to the point where you're like, now I got that. What's the next thing? Yeah. Do you guys want to chime in and give us like a, a little something on the last couple days or that you guys had so far this week? Nathan, come on, man. Bring it. Tell Let's me. Tell us about bit, today. What did you do today? We worked on getting an extension on the top of the backswing. Okay. And making the backswing a little shorter. Did you go play with it afterwards? Went and played with it afterwards. How it, was it? It kind of took a minute to break the old habit when you get out on the course. And then when I finally did it on the last three holes, it, it went well. It's kind of fun because that, like, I mean, those first seven, they it, can be, it can be it can scary it. a little bit when it gets going. But then, like, okay, when you actually connect with it, it just takes one. Yeah. Yeah. And then but I think that's one of the cool things, kind of, like how, I mean, sometimes I think that range it, it just works out the way we've structured things. Like, you know, we work a little bit and then you go out on the golf course. I think just standing there beating balls and we've done that. You and I have done this plenty of times in Mobile. Like, you know, you hit a bunch of balls and then you go home and then you report back. But like, I think it's, it's good to be able to work on something and then head out on the golf course, see how it works. And so now when we get together tomorrow, we've got some feedback. We know you told me that, Hey, 
you know, early on, some of them were pull hooks, right? Which right. weren't great, but but the good ones were. Everybody raved at the good ones. They said you hammered that driver, so so I think we're in a good place. John, while you, when you get done yawning there, tell us a little about what we worked on. Well, today we mainly worked on alignment. Me and Jackson worked on ball placement yesterday. Big thing, and, uh, yeah. But, but don't you think like today. some some folks come to things? And they think that like the way to play a lot better is to change something. And all we did was refine. I know I, I worked on his alignment. Is I didn't think his alignment. So my my preaching to John this week was that he's turned himself in a good into a good player. And, and I'm gonna put the video up tomorrow. But like you saw his golf swing from 18 months ago versus today. I mean, he looks like a guy that in 18 months ago couldn't break 90. I'm not kidding. I mean, it's it's bad, sure. right? And now he's being recruited by big, good schools, big colleges. Like, and I think his challenge now isn't like coming and getting what you call the nugget. It's not something dramatic, but it's more just paying attention to details and being more detail oriented. Brad and I've talked about that on the phone. Like, it's about being detail oriented. And that's really what we've talked about, me and you, yeah. today a bunch on this morning on the range was like, John, your, your golf swing's good. You got to pay more attention to detail, and you got to be way more structured in how you practice. That's why I counted out those golf balls and gave you a task. Yeah. Talk about that. What did what did I make you do? Maybe get five five clubs of my choice and hit twenty balls and switch clubs every shot. Every shot. Oh. Start them online. That's good, don't you think? Yeah, it's so that's one of my better moments today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's tough. It's I'm that's I'm taking that away from this weekend for sure. Because there's things that I've heard from, I mean, Mac down here. My God, you shouldn't listen to Mac. You can come up with a book of stuff that's good. How good is some of the stuff he talks about? And I like poking them, too. I like getting well, them. Well, that's not hard to do. It, yeah, no, you just, it's a little something, <laughs> yeah. but then they get going. But that stuff, like, you know, that's, it matters because it's, when you mentioned the CEO, there's a lot of pro golfers that are the CEOs that don't know they're the CEOs. Oh, there's a there's more than more and than and it's it's one of those things you got to kind of check yourself because look you don't have a coach that's telling you when to practice like you got you got to set the schedule and and you know your coach can love you to you know the world's end but at the end of the day you got to go do it and that's i mean i'm i'm 28 years old i'm still working on that i'm still setting the schedule i'm still trying to do this a little better that a little better and i mean look at I hate to use this example, but like LeBron James, it's a, it's a, but that guy is in the gym. Like he is always working and he's one of the best basketball players of all time. So it's like, what are you going to, you know, to catch that? It's, it's cool to see. I like looking at that yeah, kind well, of greatness on all sorts but of But also let's piggyback on that. Like the drill that Tony has you doing with five different clubs, you're not going through the motions, right? You're like, you're thinking about what you're doing. You're doing yeah, something. Yeah, you're right. You're not yeah. just practicing the practice. You're not putting an hour or two or three on the range. Just put an hour or two or three on the range. You're doing it with purpose. And yep. that's where you're finding improvement. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is you can't just go through the motions. you got to mm -hmm. do it with purpose. I, yeah. I agree. I think it's more about having some purpose in everything you do. Paying attention to details, time of purpose. Well, that 20th ball, it's not like you want to hit that 20th ball bad. Because you just went through the whole deal just to get to that 20th ball so you could stop. Yeah. 
So just, I mean, that little bit of something you're going to take on that eighth, ninth hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. This was a pretty good little discussion here. TJ, as always, thanks for everything you and Ian and Shep and the folks at Vineyard Vines do. I know we're, if people listen to this podcast, which I think my mom and two other people for sure are, um, <laughs> if, my, if my mom and those two people will tweet us out and if they'll go ahead and they'll take the time and they'll tweet and they'll uh, tweet at Vineyard Vines and at the Dew Sweeper and, or at Dew Sweeper Golf and we're giving away some gift cards and guys, uh, but thanks for everything you do for us. Thank you. I mean, it's been a, a fun ride with you and the Dew Sweeper group and everything that you guys are doing for the junior golfers. You know, we're we're honored and enjoy being a part of it because it's growing the game and it's making it better and ultimately it's making it fun and that's what we're about. So we we love it and continue to do what you guys do and keep doing this podcast. It's awesome to listen to every week. Now, while we're on tape too, like I'm going to ask this: Do I still have a lifetime contract? You, I think you're like a cat. I think you have nine lifetime contracts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ian, Shep, did you hear that? <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyways, uh, I'm Vineyard Vines for life. They've been great. Jackson, keep doing all the great stuff you're doing. I know your transition here to tips and sips. Tips, tips and, and sips. sips. I mean, blew tips it out of the water here today. Should, uh, we and, won't uh, talk about tips at Frederica, we may do a separate podcast on Jackson's. Fr- Tips and sips with the lady golfers here, Frederica. It was a home run. Guys, Brad, we're going to sit down again here in a month or two because you're, you're maybe the best guest of all time. Wow. You should probably have your own podcast. Yeah, and Nathan, John, thanks for sitting here and watching four adults drink wine and talk golf <laughs> at a square table. Anyways, good stuff. Appreciate everybody sitting in. We'll look forward to catching up with you next time. Thank you, team. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to. Maybe you want to see him, grab a lesson, or go to one of his camps, pick up his book, Lessons from the Legends. You can do that there. If you want to see Tony in action with some videos and other content, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. There's one thing if you know about me, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, first and foremost, Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, Shrixon Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years, and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best, and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors, 
Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at dewsweepersgolf.com, or you can always check me out on Instagram at the Dewsweeper.